1: You've waited all week, and now the wait is over. It's the only unfiltered media podcast in America. This is Trash Talk on WEEI.com. Here he is, your boy, Blind Mike. Blind Mike.
2: The Boston branch of the Suicide Hotline. 617-779-7937. I tried to get up to the roof. Of the intercom building, but the line was too long. Don't say that. So I stopped in to do a podcast. <laughs> they beat me up there. Um, there has been uh, a lot of talk in general in society about uh, depression and all this shit. And um, it hit the WEI family last week, which, uh, I don't know, kind of put me in a weird place. And uh, so I wanted to talk. You know what? I wanted to hop on the bandwagon. Uh, I know that's what people are going to say about me uh, talking about me. Min- I, 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 you know, I don't know. Whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, if you go, you know, I, I, it's something I'm I'm interested in talking about because it affects me as well. Uh, but Minahan, it, it, it shocked me um, that he uh, said on Twitter, "My headphones are." fucking up.
3: Jared, I'm vulnerable right now. Don't push me any closer. Hey, don't blame the head. If it's like a little scratching noise, yeah. I'm getting it too. I don't... I think it's just...
2: Alright, well, hopefully it's not coming through. You me.
3: know, Intercom spends money on EEI. Like, that's the thing. And even the equipment in here is not
2: the mm. best. Um. Well, alright. I'll, I'll soldier on, as <laughs> I've done for years. Just put up with it, you <laughs> pussy. Jesus Christ. I uh, uh. So, Minahan said on Twitter last week that he was hospitalized with uh, suicidal thoughts, and I was I was taken aback. I was like, "Holy shit!" Because there's a weird thing in radio and podcasting. I think more than any other uh, entertainment medium, because you know people connect with you know fucking Taylor Swift or or, or Paul McCartney or whoever, whatever whatever music you listen to. Or, or whatever movies you watch, whatever. People connect to it. But you don't feel like you know that person. But there's a weirder thing in uh, radio and podcasting where you're listening to someone be honest about their lives for for four hours a day. So you almost feel like you know the person. You don't at all. In, in fact, most of them are playing a character and you don't even realize it. But there's a thing when some when something when they say something out of left field that happens to them in real life, it kind of takes you by surprise because you're like, "Wow, I I knew this guy. I didn't know there was anything wrong. You know what I mean? Um, And Minahan's a guy I've related to a lot. And uh, when I've done this show and when I had him on here, uh, people said I was kissing his ass. And when I went out with Gilroy, the joke was that I was kissing Minahan's ass. It's not that I'm kissing the guy's ass. It's that I respect him. And that's why I talk about him in that light. Uh, you don't see me talk about Dale Arnold like that, no. And never. Dale, and you know what I mean. Like Dale, there's a, there's a world where Dale Arnold could maybe help my career. You know what I'm saying? But I don't talk about him like that because I don't have the respect for him as a as a radio guy. Well, you live in that world. He's just could, not
3: my. He absolutely could help your career, but he's just what, not someone that you look up to more because that's not what you want to do. That's what I'm saying.
2: There's a reason I'm not an ass kisser to everyone that comes in here. I, just just Kirk because but it's not ass kissing in my mind because I respect we and I respect I'm same with uh, Jerry Callan. Uh If he were in here, I'd probably have similar reverence towards him because he's a guy I respect the shit out of. Um, but I, I I relate with Minahan on, on a, a different level because I've heard him talk about uh, some similar issues that I have. But I he never talked about it in a way or as frequently as, um, how am I trying to say this? I never thought it was still like a lingering issue that he, uh, would deal with stuff like that. And it hit me in a funny way for a couple reasons. Um, I've had a weird summer with that stuff. Uh, I, um, so I, I, I was misdiagnosed when I was a kid. Um, all my life, I thought I had uh, something called macular degeneration, uh, juvenile macular degeneration, which it's you know it's most common in uh, old people. Uh, but with me, what happened when I was a kid was um, my eyes were very bad, and they told me uh, that with this with this disease. Um, it got bad to this point very rapidly when you were a kid. Um, but it shouldn't get any worse. This should be uh, how you see for the rest of your life. And, you know, that, that still sucked. I had to have fucking uh, large print font. Uh, <laughs> like, giant... My my books would take up the fucking surface area of this table in high school. Like, shit like that was annoying. I couldn't drive, obviously, all that. Couldn't play sports. So that sucked. But it's, you know, people have a lot worse. What you gonna do? Uh, recently, I've noticed more and more. I think I think as recently as if you go to that fucking interview I had with Barstool. If you watch that video, I think I say when he asks me if I, uh, if I can drive, I say something like, I. I I think I could be able to, but I can't get a li- Like, it's illegal for me to get a license. But if you put me behind the wheel of a car, I'd be fine. And uh, when I look at how delusional <laughs> that was, I believed that for a long time. Um, my eyes started getting worse very rapidly. And uh, two years ago, maybe, um, my, uh, a friend of mine from college, her dad is an eye doctor, So I went in to see him because I I didn't want to do a whole big fucking thing. But I thought if I know the guy, I can slip in, slip out, see see what's going on. And he said to me uh, after the the checkup, uh, he said, I don't know where macular degeneration came from. Um, And I know where it came from. My grandfather has macular degeneration. So I don't know if doctors just looked at it (laughs) and said, well, it's got to be what it is. Um, but what my friend's father told me is that, uh, what he thinks I have is something called retinal pigmentosis, and that will get increasingly worse over time, um, to what point they don't know. Uh, so I've never really said this to anyone, but, um, I decided a while ago that if I go totally blind or I'm nearing that where I, where I can't function on my own, um, I, I'll, I'll 100% kill myself. And that's not a – I don't say that as a, like, woe is me, how could this happen thing. It's that I don't want to live life like that where someone has to fucking walk me around or I'm – I, I've got a cane, and I can't do the shit that I I do now. There would be
3: no point in living like that, really, for me. Where you would feel like a burden on someone, whoever it is, that is taking care of yes. you? Yes. Like that kind of a point?
2: That Well, that and I know I would be miserable forever. Um, but, you know, because people say, well, hey, uh, you know... Look at the uh, the the governor of New Jersey was legally blind. This fucking Ray Charles. Okay, that that's amazing. I'm not that guy. I don't have that ability to rise to those levels. On uh, un, under that those type of circumstances. I don't know. I'm I think, just not. I think you'd be surprised. Maybe, but also the other thing is, um, I would have lived a life. Seeing and knowing what that's like. And then um, al- already I'm fucking, uh, I fucking bump into shit more. Anytime I, anytime I go to a bar, um, the they'll, they'll like, people, bouncers will like a- ask me to leave and shit. And I have to go No, It's my eyes. I'm legally blind. My eyes are fucked up. I'm not shit faced. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit like, <laughs> little shit like that. Has been building up more and more, and the fucking um, not to keep referencing the uh, the interview with Barstool, but the uh, the famous uh, like when I kicked the air conditioner on my way down the stairs. Shit like that happens to me all the time now, where it didn't used to ever happen. Um, but anyway, I you know you get my point is that I I wasn't I, I I'm not in a state of Well, I am. But that's, that's, so that's the other thing is that I've been lying to my – so that's why the Minahan thing hit me in a weird place because uh, I've told myself that the reason I think I, – I, I've been thinking a lot. Play the clip about um, Kirk when he was thinking about ways to kill himself. Like when he was talking about doing research because this is kind of something that I, I – when he said this, I understood what he meant. God damn it!
0: You are driving me closer. There's a commuter rail, obviously. There is a bunch of them. There is a commuter rail that goes uh, from Lowell to North Station. You know it, uh, and stops a couple of times in Winchester, uh, <clears throat> Winchester Center to Wedgemere, which is like a mile, if that, and doesn't pick up the kind of speed that would do the required damage. However, the one from Wedgemere to Medford uh, would, and I began to look at that. I went on the train a few times uh, that way, tested it out uh then would sort of walk a couple of times walk the route and there's you know sort of a woodsy thing so I'd sort of hide and, and whatever in the day last thursday i went the middle of the day to take a look and watch it go by and said okay well there's a 756 i want to say is when it was arriving in west medford and eight o'clock or 802 at wedgemere and uh said you know i'm gonna go and again i was lying to myself i think and saying that you know, I'm just going to go, look, I'm, I'm going to look, I'm going to look, I'm going to look. I was thinking about it, thinking about it, thinking about it, and there I was You know, at 8 o'clock-ish right before wandering around the Wedgmere train station.
2: So when he said that, I, I had similar thoughts in the way that for years I've thought, and I think this is somewhat natural, um, if you killed yourself, how would you do it? And every time I take the tea... I kind of, when the when when it's coming through the track, like when it gets to the platform, I think, well, if I jumped right now, would that kill me? And I, you know, when I'm on the, if I'm ever on like uh, rooftops or anything like that, I think like, would a jump from here kill me? Shit like that where it's kind of natural, but I was thinking about it every day. I was thinking like when caught, when fucking Mack trucks would drive by me. I think if I jumped now, would that, kill me. I would think shit like that all the time. Um, and I th- I think for a while I thought it was because of this this I thing. Like, well, you know, you <laughs> in a weird way planning for the future. You know what I mean? Like, if that happens, and you want to do it, you want to be prepared. You want to know what, how you would do it. Um, but I I think I realized that it, it there's uh, there was more to it than that. Like I, I the the fact that I was thinking about every, every day uh, <laughs> means there's more of a reason because I don't think about my eyes getting worse every single day to that point to the the way I was thinking about this other thing. Um, I think there's. I've had problems that I, I'm fucking. Uh, I'm anti social in a lot of ways. And uh, partly that's because of just my personality and partly that's because of the eye thing. Uh, but like I was talking about going to bars and shit like that, where. So I've gotten to a point where my friends will invite me out. Uh, and I lo- I've. 90% of the time, if you've asked me to go out in the last two years to any room that's – if, if it's dimly lit or I've never been there or I have to go from light to dark where it's light outside and dark inside, 90% of the time, if you've asked me to do something like that and I've had a reason why I could – if I say, oh, I'm working, whatever, uh, I'm probably li- – I was lying. And what I would do instead is just stay home by myself and fucking sulk. Uh, because I, when I would try and do those things, I would get like crippling embarrassment. Uh, because I would tell myself, and it's true, I think, that everyone around me, like my friends would obviously know if I struggled going in somewhere, why I had a problem, but it becomes then everyone you meet or people that don't know I'm legally blind that are with me or, uh, whatever. They're like, this guy is fucking bombed out of his mind. Or he's maybe he's got some mental problems. Uh, and that consumed my thought where I'm like, I can't go out in public now because I'm a fucking spectacle. Um, like if you look at the, the, the videos I've made where I'm playing fucking ping pong and shit like that, that, that's funny, but that was every, that wasn't just athletic competition. That's fucking walking around a dimly little room. I, I, I stumble and do shit like that. That's fucking, um, when I walk into a room from outside, it's complete it's pitch black for me. For, and it used that used to affect me for 30 seconds. Now it's legitimately a half an hour until I adjust to a new room and I just think every day, if that th- this isn't living. like I'm not enjoying leaving the house because <laughs> I'm fucking miserable every day. When I go places and I feel like, and whether it's true or not, I feel like everyone's looking at me and they're like, oh, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Um, so that's been tough on me where I th- – that kind of – Minahan saying that kind of made me realize like, well, maybe – maybe it's not as healthy as you think to think about that shit. It's every, not. Every single day. It's not at all. You should um, always
3: have – you should always, I mean – For me, well, stuff like that didn't really affect me too much as I got older, but when I was younger, it did. But I've always been really close with my mom, and being able to talk to her or have close friends that I could talk to always really helped me. And I understand that not everyone's like that, right? Or you're not even comfortable doing that, but you know that that is something that can definitely help if you have someone that's well. Here's another issue.
2: It's funny you say that because another issue I've had. This summer was I met. Uh, I, what I hate more than anything um, is that there will there will be people that hear this and will go, "Hey, you're doing okay. Are you, are you okay? Can we? Hey, come and talk to me anytime. Like you know, anytime you need to talk."
3: And it's not genuine. Not and, well,
2: or not or, really. or even if it is genuine, that's not the tone I want to have the discussion in. No, I don't want it to be like, hey. Buck up! Chin- Come on, you got a lot.
3: You got the world by the ball. Like you know what I mean? Like, like you're a little kid that just broke his. I arm don't want. Or something. That.
2: What I want is like what we're doing right now, where it's maybe you have a couple fucking beers and you say, "Well, wh- why? Why do you think about that every day?" And hey, if you know if that bothers you, just fucking tell me. I'll help you out. We'll go out. You know what I mean? Like that's the tone I want to have the conversation, and not like, hey, it's gonna be. It's going to be all right. So I don't know a ton of people that are both able to have that conversation in the tone that I
3: want it and have it be genuine. Well, you also have to be close enough with the person to... To feel comfortable doing that. Not even that, but it has to be started by you. The onus is on you to be able to start that conversation. Yeah, and I'm not comfortable
2: doing that with anyone. Because as much as everyone says... um, I had a buddy... Uh, from high school kill himself a couple years ago. And that was another one that hit me in a weird place because he was a guy I kind of lost touch with him uh, the last couple years of his life but never struck me as a guy that was depressed or anything like that. But Then the more I realized that the the joke about him was kind of like ah he's a miserable fuck like he's, he's an old man you know what I mean like that type of shit. Right. And that's People would say about me but that's why like um we were I, I was with friends a few weeks ago and um someone kind of did it, like an impression of me and everyone laughed and i laughed but like everyone laughed which made me realize it's an accurate impression and i realized the impression of me is that i'm a miserable cunt <laughs> and i thought well if everyone including myself laughs at this and acknowledges it's kind of on point point. Well, maybe I'm that guy, and I don't want to be. Um, and that's the thing I realized with him, where it's I'm like, ah, we're both a couple, a couple of miserable guy. Deep down, if that's really who you are, it's not as funny as the character of like a crotchety old man. No, it hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah, like that becomes a real thing, and that it. it that's why that hit him uh, doing that struck me in a weird place as well. But. You say that about uh, having someone you're comfortable a talking with and b that you have to start the conversation. Um, I met. Uh, uh, I met a girl uh, a while ago. That I, I don't know what this, the feeling was. I don't want to put any label on it but i felt a connection with her that i'd never uh felt with anyone but from the day i met her i knew um she told one of the first things she told me was that um this summer she'd be going to indonesia for three months and then when she comes back she's moving to vegas so i never let myself get like, too close with her or anything because of that. Um, But it's also, like, there's one person my entire life that I've met that I've felt comfortable uh, talking about that shit, and she's fucking halfway around the world. Um, And that's been a bummer to me as well. Uh, and it's kind of fucked me up because uh, I'm also that guy that any uh, any failure with women I put the, the, the onus on me like it's a, it's my fault I'm a fucking loser or whatever uh, so I've had a hard time with that and I, I haven't had a uh, you know there aren't a ton of girls that I've connected with in that way um that, like, I actually genuinely like. Like, f- for a lot of my life, any, any of the girls I was interested in, I was, like, lying. Like, they were cute or whatever. So I was like, oh, I, 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 I'm I in love with this girl or whatever the fuck I would, you know, whatever I would trick myself into believing. And I realized, like, looking back, it's like, I had nothing in common with that person. Um, <laughs> so, I've met, I've now met one person that kind of fits that description and uh, A, she doesn't, She li- she's halfway around the world. And B, I don't know, like, I think, like, what if I moved to fucking Vegas someday? It Which I wouldn't want to, but I, you know, whatever. Um, but what if I did? And then I think, well, that, there's no, I didn't let myself get too close to her in that way because I was like, well, it's not going to last because she's leaving. So that's fucked me up a lot too, and I've never—I've literally never talked about that with anyone, <laughs> which is again part of the problem. Uh, I take that—I talked about it with one or two people, um, but in a way that I, I i wasn't as honest as I was right there, um, and even now I'm not being like there. There's shit I would want to say that I'm not because I'm fucking afraid. Like I'm afraid. There's getting into uh, radio, especially the way it's been here, has fucked me up as well, because, um, you know I've been I've been uh, granted the the chance to do this podcast, which is cool, but I get no feedback on it, and. I don't know what. I don't know who I am as a. The the shit that I find funny and interesting about me, I feel like I'm not able to make translate on the air to the extent that I want. Like, I feel like I'm funnier around other people and when I when there's a microphone in front of me I try and be a character of some kind that I don't even realize that I'm doing but the opposite the the other part of that is that I'm more comfortable talking into a microphone than I am with strangers or whatever so it's this weird dichotomy that has fucked me up and I don't un- I don't understand it and I don't know how to make heads or tails of it
3: um well the one thing is I know people, especially who listen to radio all the time. So people who would listen to this, people who would listen to sports radio, I feel like a lot of people, especially the ones that will call, think, "Oh, I could do that. I could talk into sure. a microphone for four hours a day. That's that's cake." Well, there's a reason it's very competitive and it's hard. And you know, when I first started here, I didn't really think it was as hard it was as as it was going to be. So, but it is that way. So. It's incredibly difficult, it's incredibly competitive, and there are a thousand people here that want to be on air. Right. That's, that's their goal. Well, I
2: never, so here's the thing, is I never look at, well, hey, you've been on air, you do a podcast for EI, you do, the, you do this shit. I look at it and say, well, they're not putting me on more. They said they would put me on weekends and they haven't done it yet. They don't like, they think I'm a fucking lewd, they think I'm an idiot. They, they don't want me on the morning show because I'm fucking boring. That's what I look at all the time and i work myself into this fucking you're a loser you're a fucking idiot you're a, you're a, a piece of shit instead of saying like hey you're 26 you've been on the air a few times and you do a podcast for the website but- <laughs> and i'm saying that now realizing that that's a, those are good things and it might be that's why i felt weird about doing this today today i'm i'm doing great today i'm fine what? So, when i texted you 2 days ago i was in a, a way worse place about right. this shit and today i'm fine and then tomorrow i might be in a, a terrible fucking mood again and there's no and when i to go back to the, the the miserable cunt thing i don't realize that i'm do i've blamed a lot of other people for like my actions sometimes where someone could do something to me one day it tease me or whatever I'll laugh and fucking joke with them. And the next day, they could say the same thing. And I'll go, shut the fuck up. Like, snap at them. And it's like, well, that's not... (laughs) You shouldn't be doing that. But I don't know how to control that, really. It's hard. Yeah. (laughs) Because then I'll blame them and be like, oh, they were being a fucking asshole. And then I'll look at it and I'm like, well, it didn't bother me Tuesday when they did that. But it it bothered me on Friday.
3: You know what? Why? Like, I don't... (laughs) Well, as someone who... For me, it wasn't... For me, everything like that wasn't so much as, I don't think, depression. But it was more of, like, I've always had, like, serious rage issues, I guess you could say. Someone who's dealt with things like that and just been moody, I guess you would call it. Or likely to snap at someone. It's a hard hill to climb. I think it's more... You get over it by being introspective and
0: looking I think at what
2: I, i've done a lot of uh i have i've yet to go to therapy which is astonishing i think i'm going for some sort of a record the man most fit for therapy who just
3: refuses to go well when you go um yeah if you go you have to go into it thinking that you should be there that you want to be there right. not as something that Oh, well, I'll try it just because do, yeah. you have to want to be able to go. And you have to be able to look at you. what they're going to tell you. It's going to be stuff that's going to piss you off. It's going to make you feel all the bad emotions or whatever. It's not going to make you feel good, but it's supposed to. Well, because there, it's supposed, like, they will probably try to make you well, there are things look I've, at yourself.
2: there are things I've realized. You know what? I, I've done a lot of uh, self-analyzing over the last few years. Like, I'll notice shit. And try and change it and be better at it. but So another reason the Minahan thing hit me in a weird place is because he made me realize something about myself that I'd never examined. Um, If you go back and listen to that episode when I had Kirk Minahan on here, he said to me, I asked, it was when I was talking about uh, my chances of being on the morning show or something. And he said something in there like, you know, I think you have a little, uh, a little too much self importance. And I, I, for a while, I took that as like, oh, he doesn't fucking know me. What an, what an asshole for saying that. He doesn't know anything about me. If he knew I wanted to fuck, if, if he knew I thought about killing myself every day, then he would know that's not true. And then I realized, hey, asshole, you think about yourself every fucking day. You think about, I need to be taken out of this because, you know, while I completely understand suicide and all that, obviously, and can relate to anyone who does it or attempts it, um, it is a selfish, it is literally a selfish act. You're doing it for yourself. Now, there are some people that do it because they think, you know, the world would be better off without them, which is, again, literally a crazy thought, but it's one you can't escape. When you have that thought, you can't escape it. But just add it's, I'm just talking about definition. It's a selfish act because it's benefiting only you. Um, so thinking about that every day, what I realize is there is a level of self-importance to me. I just think the negative – I don't think I'm the greatest who's ever stepped in front of a microphone and I'm the handsomest fucking guy in the world. I think the opposite. I think I'm a piece of shit that can never do this. I think I'm an ugly fuck. I think I'm a, I I I fucking eat too much. I drink too I think all this negative stuff, but I'm thinking about me all the fucking time. And I realized that recently, and I was like, "Wow, he was in a weird way, he was right. He was 100% right because it's like I had him on that show to ask about me. You know what I mean? And it was I thought it was funny. and I thought it made for a good episode. But it's like I was thinking about me in that moment when I shouldn't have been at all. Uh, so that was a weird realization for me, too. Um, and it's something I'm trying to work on, but it's just like, how do you do that? Because I, I I feel like that stuff is so instinctual that how do you control it?
3: By doing what you're doing right now. You yeah. just take a step back and you look ahead and you see you have to actively make those changes like you have to if you want to talk about it with someone if you want to let somebody in it's your choice you have to be able to look at yourself and say i need to change these things about me how do i do that well maybe the next time joe schmo says makes fun of you for whatever x instead of you know snapping at him say hey buddy (laughs) like fuck you you say you know what Man, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's why uh, I wanted to do this. Is
2: I thought a, it'd be good for me to talk about, and for people to know that I'm willing to talk about it, just not in a way that's like, hey, hey buddy, you're doing, you're doing okay.
3: Or it's almost patronizing. You are doing
2: okay, little guy? So yeah. Because to that, all I'm gonna say, you're coming at me like I'm a fucking baby. So I'm trying to now I'm on like the defensive where I'm trying to prove you wrong. <laughs> where it's like, hey, little fella, you you. You're doing okay. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing fine. Leave me alone. Where if it's like, hey, <laughs> hey, asshole, that's that's the tone I'm much more comfortable with. Right. And I can fucking relate to and have a conversation with you. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, was this at all <laughs> interesting I don't to think listen so. to? Yeah.
3: It, See, it just goes to show that it's like, Around here, around radio, I was saying this earlier when I was working with someone over at AAF in the morning, I said it kind of jokingly, I said everyone's kind of off who works in radio, and I feel like that's the same thing, everyone's a little bit off, a little bit kooky in...
2: That's another thing, too, is fucking, I've wanted to get into stand-up, which it's like that's honestly the perfect outlet for me. Everyone, stand-up is made of nothing but misfit toys. It's all fucking broken people that are using their shit to make people laugh and I haven't done it because I tell myself, um, you're going to fucking walk on the stage and not see the mic stand or you're going to fucking kick it over like an asshole. or You're going to trip on the mic cord or fucking, uh, you're 20. Most people start at like 18, 20, you're 26. You're too fucking old to start now. And it takes you 10 years to even maybe succeed. So you're just going to waste your life. La- That's what I've told myself. And it's really just me kind of being a pussy
3: and afraid to try it. No, you can't... I won't let you say things like that and (laughs) and build the stereotype. The problem is, and you see this exact issue more so, I feel, with men than you do with women. And this goes back to just the way... I know it's a society issue, but as a kid, as a young boy, you're told and shown and everything that don't cry, don't show your emotions, you have to be the tough man. I'm someone that says fuck that. That's not you don't want to do that. Do what interests you and reach out to people if you feel that you need it. It's it's important to talk about and I'm happy that people are starting to talk about things like yeah. this and be more comfortable with it. Um but it's a little bit different. It's like are you really like you'll talk about it when a celebrity offs himself or All well, right. Football player does it, or someone does it. It's just, it. This affects everybody. It's the same thing with like the Demi Lovato thing going on. It's like, well, she's a celebrity and she overdosed, but now it's a big issue. No, it's always been a big <laughs> issue. It's been one. Yeah, just some well, people Steve don't Smith, care.
2: Do we have the uh, the Steve Smith? Cu- Steve Smith talked about it the other day as well, uh, and he he said something that fucking that I was like, holy shit, that's <laughs> that's exactly what I do. There's shit you do. That you don't realize is like antisocial and and weird behavior. You think like that's well that's just how that's just how I am. Um, play just play the uh, play what Steve Smith said about about that.
1: What was wrong with me? What what did I do? Why can't I just appreciate and and be grateful and and all that stuff? And it's funny as I, we would have Thanksgiving, we would do things at the house and family, and I would just quietly disappear. My wife's like, uh, babe, where, are you, where are you at? Right. Where are you going? And I'm like, I just want this alone time. And so for me, I, I would recharge my battery by being alone. But it got, I created a habit so much of want to isolate myself. And in, in the article, I say you know public appearances or you know paid appearances, and people will say, "Oh, paid appearance! Wow, tough life." It's it's just more of getting an understanding of I was I had to be in the limelight, mm-hmm. but that wasn't what I necessarily desired to be. Did I talk trash? Was I brash? Yes, yes. Yeah, that that's that's my job. That was the sport. That was right. my that was my mentality on the field. But off the field. I, there were guys in relationships that really suffered because I just, a text message come through, hey, how you doing? And I just wouldn't reply.
2: The, so I related to that a lot too. And, he, you know, he said the thing about, uh, like Thanksgiving, he brought up Thanksgiving. Literally, when I, I would assume if you interviewed my family, that's like around for Christmas and Thanksgiving and shit, um and they were being honest with you, they would say, I'm an antisocial creep, basically.
3: Well, before you continue, the difference, there's a difference too. So the actual definition of an introvert is someone that recharges that, you know, when they want to relax and calm down and then chill out after either a long week, week, work week or a long day. An introvert is just someone that likes to be by themselves or do something that's Solitary. That doesn't mean anything's wrong with them. So right. if anyone's listening to this and thinking, "Well, I'm like that," i I could have these issues too. It's like, no, you know, if if you're doing that all the time and you're having options to go out and hang out and socialize, that's with what people, I've been doing, right? That is when it's an issue. Yeah. But if if it's just something you prefer to, if you just recharge your batteries, you know, by yourself, that's not a problem. Right. I like to do that. An introvert could be the life of the party. An extrovert is just someone that recharges and feels lifted up and relaxes i guess by going out and being around people
2: um so yeah like when i'm there's a weird thing where and he was saying like you know i'm in the limelight but didn't necessarily want it and people say i like, gotta oh, go fuck yourself you were you, you became a pro athlete you know you're getting it but there's a weird thing like I, anyone who does that what i'm doing right now does a podcast especially a podcast where you talk about yourself for a fucking hour um <laughs> or about media in general a, other yeah, people talking about themselves yeah there's a level of narcissism um and you know to what degree is up to whatever that person can manage and i i I think i'm okay at uh minimizing that a little bit but there's obviously a degree of narcissism that i have um and i do want attention that's the big thing like anyone that does this or stand up or whatever you want attention But there's a weird thing with me where – and there's a level of Steve Smith that probably wants that attention. But it's like you want the attention that you want and you don't want the attention that you don't want, which sounds idiotic, but let me explain.
3: Uh, (laughs) I know what you're talking about. You
2: know, like I want the attention of people listening to this podcast and fucking giving – seeing ratings go up on iTunes and all that shit. And saying nice things on Twitter and leaving nice comments. That's the attention that I want. The attention that I don't want is like a friend or a family member that doesn't listen to the podcast or doesn't get it, but still going, Hey, so you're doing a podcast? That's pretty cool, huh? What's that? And it's like, now I'm stuck in this fucking conversation that I don't want to be... It's like, I don't want that attention. So there's a weird thing where it's like, yes, you get attention, but you can't choose... What kind of attention you get, and you can't choose. You know, as much as I want people to say nice things on Twitter, I can't choose to just receive that and not have anyone say, "I I think you're a fucking asshole." I think you're wrong about. You know what I mean? Like, so you can't choose the attention you have. You 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 thirst for the attention, but then once you get it, you realize like, I don't want all of it. You know what I mean? I want some of it, but some of it is fucking
3: depressing, and some of it makes you miserable, and some of it you don't want to deal with. And I'm sure some of the good stuff. It get it gets older you don't want that either like I'm if you get big enough I'm sure some of the people around here they're out having dinner with their families with their kids whatever someone comes up so it's like hey heard you on the radio listen to you every yeah. day I love it can we get a picture it's like come on man
2: well I I literally the other night and believe me I'll believe you I'm not believe me I'm not a uh, 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 I'm not someone accused me of like name dropping on this podcast and if you think I'm, if, like, I don't know. Like, if you think I think I'm hot shit, then I think you're a fucking idiot. But, for, in hopes not to sound like that, uh, the other night I was at the baseball tavern with some uh, some friends from work. I've actually, I made it out of the house. It's amazing. I fucking, literally because, honestly, because of Minahan. And we were like, literally I was having these thoughts all weekend, and then our friend uh, Laura, Laura invited us invited us out, and I said, y- y- fucking do it, you idiots. You're going away for two weeks like just to be with your friends
3: <laughs> socialize with some people
2: so i went out and did it and uh i went to the bathroom of uh the baseball tavern and um on my way there a group of guys my my people uh, uh guys that were probably still in college maybe just out um great okay. your name mike oh yeah Dude, you used to work at Barstool? I go, yeah. <laughs> you, blind, you blind Mike? I go, yeah. They go, hey, man, how's it going? Buy, buy me a beer. Ask me questions. And um, I think that that was fucking awesome. Like, the fact that that still happens to me three years or, or I guess two years since I left Barstool, that's pretty cool. That is cool. Like I'm not enough of an asshole to be like, oh, they had the nerve to bother me. Like That's a cool fucking thing. That I get that, and it's very you know very rare. I mean, if in bro- certain settings it happens. Of, like if I'm at Fenway or the baseball ta- places where my people would congregate,
0: it's the seedy places. <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly. Places where my 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 guys would hang. Um, but you know, if I go if I go into a fucking a Shaw's in Braintree, it's never gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like certain areas, it'll it it'll come up. Um, and it's very cool, but it's also I've gotten like. Uh, how many how many fingers am I holding up and shit like that? Where it's like, ah, oh, you fucking piece of shit. And I did that to you in this very room. But <laughs> you did uh, that I was, was that was to prove something against Alex Reamer. That was right. for for a purpose. It was right. It was righteous. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> but even the good things, like even the other night when the guys were totally nice to me. Um, ask, we're asking about this podcast and asking like, you know, about shit at Barstool and what I've done since I've been there and blah, blah, blah. Totally cool guys. Um, but when I walked away, I was like, you know what? Well, they know you for being a fucking circus act. They know you in, like, instead of going, Hey, that's pretty fucking cool. I go, they know you cause you fucking swung and missed at some ping pong balls. You know what I mean? Like you, they know
3: yourself cause you made an asshole. Yeah, well, they mentioned this you podcast. Yourself. Um, I don't remember. This one? Well, if they maybe they did or they didn't. I thought you said this podcast just now, but if even if they didn't, it they're seeing it, so that should make you feel good that it you know reaches at least what three people, yeah. a couple of people, and some people do do listen. So yeah, you know, use that as something that lifts to lift you up. Right. Something that I'm doing something right. I'm moving forward, <laughs> yeah. whether or not they're big steps or not. Yeah, no, that's and that's just tough decide. to do. How and I've been
2: are. I've been trying to do it, and uh, hopefully I can continue to try. I'm going back to uh, Western Mass for two weeks to, uh, as Steve Smith said, recharge the batteries. Um, so there will be a lot of thoughtful windows. St- if if you want to, I might be back to do the podcast next week, but if I'm not. And you say, hey, "Where's trash talk this week?" Just picture me staring out a window thoughtfully somewhere.
3: <laughs> Jared does an episode by himself, <laughs> Collect-
2: collecting my thoughts. <laughs> uh, no, that would definitely make me kill myself. We're not. Whoa! <laughs> this is a trash talk with Blind Mike, my Jesus. Friend. No, uh, we'll 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 discuss. Be, I might be back, honestly. It'll be trash talk with Jared. Well, that's the other thing. Is they're making <laughs> me? They're making me come back for fucking work. And that's the other thing that bothers me. Is I I work. My main job is so fucking. Tedious and the things they obsess over and ask me about. It's like why am I dealing with this? <laughs> and then it's like I you just got it. Like you got to tell yourself that's the shit you do before you hopefully make
3: it. You put your time in.
2: And and Joey Diaz, uh, comedian Joey Diaz, said something to me when I was in a real bad place. It was at a time I had uh, uh, my lease was ending and I had nowhere to live. I didn't know. I didn't have anywhere uh, to move into, I, I, I was essentially, I was effectively homeless for a short, or go- I was on the verge of being homeless and not really. Cause I, you know, worst case scenario, I could have moved back in with my parents or whatever, but for all intents and purposes, I didn't have a, a place to live for a time or it looked like I was facing that. Um, and Joey Diaz said something on his, on his podcast where he was talking about how, um, uh, he went to jail and he was addicted to fucking coke and all this shit. And he was trying to make it in comedy. And he literally said it was it was as if he was talking to me. Because I was watching that in a fucking miserable state. And he goes, if... Um, he goes, the universe has a weird way of helping you out once it knows that you, you're committed to what you're doing. And he goes, you know, six nights you might have to sleep on your buddy's couch. But uh, no six. He goes six nights. You might have to sleep in the fucking street. But on that seventh night, your buddy's gonna offer you a couch, and it's gonna feel like fucking heaven to you, because the universe has a weird way of helping you out once it knows you're committed to what you're doing. And literally, that's when I started uh, putting more work into this podcast, p- uh, putting an effort into trying to get on air, and days later, my friend offered me a sublet for the summer, and then I ended up finding a lease for September. Um, I ended up getting on air. Uh, This podcast, I think, has started picking up steam a little bit, and that's partly thanks to Minahan and Reamer and LB coming on, guys that would get it noticed a little more. Um, So doing that, like, not fucking sulking, And being a little bitch about it and actually putting some effort in and committing myself literally helped me not just in my career but in life. Like literal and I do believe in that shit in a way where it's like if you're not fucking being negative all the time and telling yourself you're the fucking worst, then shit will happen for you. The problem is that's the type of humor I find the funniest is making fun of my making fun of shit. Um, so it's a weird balance to have to, have to reach, but, uh, I'm trying and hopefully this wasn't just an hour. How long was this
3: podcast? 48 minutes. So hopefully this wasn't
2: nearly an hour of me just droning on and being a baby. Uh, hopefully it was interesting to some people and hopefully people could relate to it. It's showing you that you're a real person. You're
3: real people behind the (laughs) microphone. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, uh. That's what everyone's wondered. I wonder what Mike's like in it, it, real life. <laughs> It's just a fucking sad picture.
3: <laughs> for those of you who are wondering, neither of us are very special. <laughs> um, but yeah,
2: hopefully people could relate to this. Hopefully it didn't sound like an hour of fucking uh, babbling little bitch. Um, if you listen... Hopefully you don't hear that fucking buzzing that I'm hearing
3: in my headphones. They won't hear that. But okay. please, for if you do listen... Give us some goddamn feedback, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this really
2: uh, – so this was uh, 50 minutes of me making you feel bad for me and then saying, uh, subscribe to our iTunes page and give us a five-star rating. Not even that. We don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, nah, it, it, it's tough when you don't – You know, when you don't know if anyone likes what you're doing, but whatever. You, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get there um but yeah you know guys if i i feel like a whore you know what to do if you like the show um you got the outro ready we got it ready all right guys i'll see you hopefully next week maybe in two weeks um
3: blind mike's trash talk without blind mike just jerry no
2: we'll discuss yeah okay (laughs) it's not gonna happen
1: You've been listening to Trash Talk, Trash Talk with Blind Mike. Hear it again on WEEI.com, iTunes, and the Radio.com app. Tune in next week for another edition of Trash Talk, Trash Talk. a presentation of WEEI.com.